0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us for this series that's designed to take you deeper and farther in your faith than ever before. We hope that this next series will be an encouragement to you wherever you are in your faith journey. We'd love to hear from each and every one of you. Will you take a moment to go to branchlife.church and click on this connection card. And if this series speaks to you, we'd love for you to share it on your social media anytime in any way. Just click the link or the share button on whatever platform you are watching. Hey, stay tuned to the end after this talk, and I'll see you then.
1: to be here this morning uh, with you and to, to look at God's word together. Uh, many of you know my family was away last week on vacation and we had a great time. Thank you for your prayers. Our daughter Torah, who many of you have been tracking along with, we believe is improving. We still have some unanswered questions in that, but we appreciate your continued prayer and support for her. Jake, who is up here, little it's shy and intimidating uh to to be a youth on the the platform here but god is doing great things through jake jake serves almost every sunday down in our kids ministry and is like the pied piper for young kids he has a heart for god and god is using him in a great way and we love seeing young people serving old people serving none of us are old but uh all of us serving, and that's part of what it is to be a church. And so you can continue to pray and encourage Jake and the rest of the youth here at Branch Life. We're so thankful for what God is doing in their lives. Uh, the topic this morning, my wife always asks me when I have the opportunity to, to speak and and to preach, and I what are you going to talk about? And I always kind of sarcastically say, the Bible. And she rolls her eyes, and so we went through this exchange this week, and she said, hey, what are you going to preach on on Sunday? And I said, the Bible. And she said, no, 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 really. Like, that was cute 15 years ago. Um, It's the same joke every time. But we really are. We're going to talk about the Bible and how important and necessary the Bible is for our spiritual life. Uh, As I was looking and thinking uh, this morning... or or this week, getting prepared for this morning, some of the statistics related to uh, the Bible and people's typical engagement with it. According to a Barna poll in 2001, or 2021, excuse me, uh, 66% of adults in the United States read the Bible once a month or less. Once a month or less, do 66% of people in the United States read the Bible? 29% of people in the United States say and affirm, I've never read the Bible and I have no plans to read the Bible. 40% of Protestants, those are Christians that would affirm the value of the Bible in some sense, uh, read the Bible once a week or less 40% of Protestants read the Bible once a week or less. I want to ask the question this morning, kind of what is our relationship? What is your relationship with the Bible? Is it something that you engage with regularly? Our, our family tries to, to have the Bible be part of what we do and, and tries to uh, every night spend some time reading God's word with our kids and and talking about it and and asking what they're they're learning somehow we let the kid we let the kids pick uh, the the book of the Bible and so one of our kids recently picked Ezekiel it wasn't so recently Ezekiel is one of the longest books in the Bible but picked Ezekiel and so we've been working through for the last several months the book of Ezekiel with our kids if you find my son Asher between the services you can ask him what the most memorable part of Ezekiel is, and he'll be sure to give you uh, an, a, an answer that a boy who's eight years old would, would appreciate. Uh, there's some kind of interesting imagery that's used in Ezekiel, and some of it's really imprinted on his mind. <laughs> but the reality is, is you know, we, we go through our lives, and I would assume that many of you this morning, at least in theory, affirm the value, and the importance of the Bible. Uh, Joe is a man who, who I'm actually going through. We've been highlighting these materials from small circle. Our series is best is based on this next material, and that's kind of the first one. And then there's a, another level called exchange. And so Joe and I have actually gone through the next, and now we're on exchange, and we're, we're getting towards the end of that. But, but we were just having a conversation this week about how easy it is to, to kind of get off track in our spiritual lives and, and to, to not be as intentional, whether it's with Bible reading or prayer that Pastor Bill talked about next week or any of these different subjects that we're talking about, and, and to not do it with intention or maybe to not do it. <laughs> and, and one day, okay, we missed a day. But then that becomes two days. And then two days becomes, you know, the bulk of a week. And then all of a sudden you look and a month or two has gone past and you're like, whoa, <laughs> how did I get to this point where I really haven't engaged maybe with God's word the way that I want to, the way that I know that I should, uh, and, and, and the way that, that I need to? And then. We think about, for some of us, how we, how we feel about the Bible. And I know, looking out and seeing many of your faces this morning, because we've had conversations about the, the strength and the encouragement, the warmth that you've gotten from the Bible, and how it's helped you through different times and experiences. How it's provided encouragement and, and buoyed your spirits during the, the dark and difficult times in life. For some of us that have been around the Bible for a long time, though, it's, it's hard to remember and to appreciate that, that for many people that may be new to faith or, or, or new to really engaging a faith that they've had for a long time, the Bible can be, you know, kind of an intimidating book. And so maybe they, they look at it and they're, they don't know how to start. And you know, I try to not have a big thumper. Maybe I could, maybe you'd listen to me more if I had my big like study Bible up here that to to thump. But you know, I got really thin pages here, and there's a lot of them, and the font is not that big. And I'm noticing it more and more as the years go by. Where do I start? How? How? I don't understand. And and so we we may give up and and not look at it. This morning we're going to take a look at uh, the, the pages of Scripture and we're going to remind ourselves that the Bible is the food for our spiritual lives. The Bible is the food for our spiritual lives. In Matthew chapter 4, Jesus is, is interacting actually with Satan here. This is the temptation of Jesus and the first temptation that Jesus faces Satan comes to him and says, hey, can you turn these rocks into bread to prove who you are? And and Jesus replies and and quotes a passage from the Old Testament, and it says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. And that's a quote from a passage in Deuteronomy, and it, it references the the manna that, that God miraculously gave to the Israelites in the Old Testament. And if you're not familiar with that story, Israel was saved miraculously out of Egypt in a very dramatic way, and they they go out into the, the journey between Egypt and the promised land, and they realize, oh no, we don't have any food. <laughs> and God teaches them a lesson and says, hey, I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to to speak and provide for your word and that you will learn through this by this miraculous provision of manna, which in Hebrew just means, what is it? There was this flaky stuff that was on the ground and they went out and they said, what is it? And I said, I don't know. We'll just call it, what is it? And eat it. But the the point of it is that God was teaching them You need to be dependent upon me and my word for your very life. And Jesus picks up this this imagery and this conversation in the New Testament and tells Satan, listen, the key to life, the thing that gives us what we need is ultimately not food. It's not money. It's not possessions. It's not a house. It's not any of that. What ultimately gives us what we need for life is God's Word. And so reading the Bible as a believer and as someone that follows Jesus really is vital for our life. We can't go very long, we shouldn't go very long without engaging with reading the Bible, taking it into our lives, thinking about it. Peter, one of the... The apostles of Jesus spoke and, and wrote in, in the book and it said, new, like newborn infants long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. We are to, to have a desire like a baby for new milk. Our youngest is rapidly coming to 2 and so you know it's amazing how quick they grow but Jordan was was carrying their newborn this morning babies let you know when they need milk they desire it they want it they need it and that's to be our approach with scripture so i want to to remind us and to just celebrate and to encourage you this morning with several reasons why reading the Bible and having it as a regular part of your life is so important. Kirk Cameron said, uh, said it this way. He used to be an 80s TV star. Now he's a strong believer that encourages people to share their, their faith in that. and says, put your nose into the Bible every day. It is your spiritual food. And then share it. Make a vow not to be a lukewarm Christian. And the Bible is a big part of how that happens. So let's take a look and, and see what the, the, the Bible has to say about some of these reasons why it's so important. And these really are, this is not uh, anything original to me. I rarely have anything original to me, but the, these are taken straight from this material, and we're encouraging you to, to be familiar with it, to, to consider your role in using it, and uh, we're going to work through this. And the first reason that uh, that we're going to think about this morning is that the Bible is God's direct word to us. The Bible is God's direct word to us. In 2 Timothy uh, chapter 3, in a very famous and important passage about the, the Word of God, it says, All scripture is breathed out by God. Some of your translations may say, inspired. And it goes on, it says, It's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And inspiration is a really important doctrine, and, and we could spend a ton of time talking about it this morning. But at the root of it, what's emphasized is that the Bible is from God. The Bible is from God. It's breathed out by God. Yes, he used human authors. Yes, they infused their personality into it. Uh, Yes, it was put together over centuries and and a long period of time. and, And there was a lot of different factors into it. But the Bible is God's direct word. As a pastor, one of the the privileges in that that you get to help with and and to talk with people is when they're really struggling in life, sometimes, maybe as a last resort, resort, they'll come and they'll say, well, the pastor, I'm going to go talk to the pastor. And I've heard people say a version of this so many times when they're trying to figure out what to do in life. If God would only give me a sign. I just need a sign from God. And they might look to some different passages in the scripture that, that where somebody did that and they, they, they get justified and they, they think, and we might need to talk about that. But, but they're looking and they say, saying, if God would just give me a sign. So if it, if I wake up tomorrow and it's cloudy, I know God's going to do this. Or if I, you know, listen. You don't have to search for a message from God. You don't have to search for a message from God. He has given you roughly a thousand some pages of his communication to you. And he has told us that this is everything that you need to figure out life. Now, is there a page that I can give you for the exact circumstance that you're going through? Sometimes, but maybe not. But there are certainly ample principles, ample instruction, ample commandments and character and wisdom that is here that guides us and lets us know how we should go through life. We don't have to wonder. We don't have to search for signs. We don't have to to hope that that something's going to happen and we're going to drive by and see some billboard or, or, or any of that. Does God work in our lives? Yes. But the primary way that he's spoken to us and gives us direct word is through this book. The Bible. The, the second reason that we want to think about and that we need to read and, and to have as valuable is the Bible is that it answers life's big questions. It answers life's big questions. In Psalm 119, which is a huge poem, it's the longest chapter in the Bible. It's all about how great God's word is. And it says there, Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. God's word is what illuminates our lives so that we can understand what in the world's going on. And at some point in our life, we have to wrestle with some of life's big questions. Things like, Where did I come from? Who am I? What's my purpose? What's going to happen after I die? What does, Who is God? Where is He? What, what does He want? And the Bible has the answers to those questions. Well, let me just camp out here <laughs> just for a second and just to remind us and to celebrate with you this morning. One of the questions that we have to wrestle with is that question of what happens when we die. And there's two options that the Bible presents. We're going to spend eternity somewhere, either with God in bliss or separated from his loving uh, presence in a place the Bible describes as hell, ultimately. And the Bible tells us you can spend eternity with God in heaven. It's just acknowledging that you can't get there on your own. That you don't deserve to go there on your own. But God initiated and stepped into our lives and sent Jesus to pay the penalty for our sin, to bring forgiveness to our life, and to give us a life with God that lasts forever. And all you have to do to have that be your eternal destiny is to admit, yeah, I'm a sinner. And I can't save myself. I need help from God, to believe that Jesus, God's son, God in flesh, came and lived perfect life and he died for your sin. And then that he rose from the grave to show that he has victory over death and sin and grants forgiveness. And then to confess, to tell God, yes, I'm believing in that. Telling some other people would probably be a good idea too. You could use your connection card and say, yes, I made that decision today. And we'd invite you to do that. But the the Bible answers the big questions of our life. There was a a famous professor, uh, relatively famous, uh, that I had the the privilege of, of sitting under at the Bible college that I went to. His name was Dr. Carter. And my freshman year was the last year that he taught. He was an extremely brilliant man. I went to the same college that my father did uh, a generation earlier. Dr. Carter was, was his, uh, one of his professors, and uh, he taught things like Western civilization and kind of worldview types of things. And, and so we got to, to sit in his, his class. And uh, because of my family history, I was already predisposed to, to loving this guy. Uh, I'd heard about him my whole life. But one of the things that that he said uh, to us and to, to generations of students before him was that what you need to do with life is remember that the Bible is the lens that you look through to make sense of the world around you. You look through the Bible and you look at the world and you see it the right way. But so many people flip that around and they take their life and what they see in the world and what other people in the world are communicating and sharing and saying and they go and then they look at the Bible through that lens and it doesn't make any sense. And so either they throw out the Bible or they they discredit it or they, they do that. The Bible is what answers life's big questions. It's the lens that clarifies our existence. It's the lens that clarifies our existence. The Bible tells us all that we need to know about life's big questions. The third thing that I want to remind you and celebrate this morning is that the Bible, it'll come, I hit the wrong button, I'm really going the wrong way. Now I passed it. Now I went too far. Susan, can you go back one slide for me? I'm making a mess of this up here. But uh, the Bible communicates uh, to our inner being. The Bible communicates to our inner being. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and spirit, of joints and of marrow, of discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Sometimes when we're going through difficult periods in our life, we have the, 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 the privilege and the encouragement of others coming alongside of us and helping and encouraging and, and supporting us. But there are hardly any times or experiences in life when someone can truly say, I know exactly what you're going through. They probably don't. And we, just a hint, don't say that. <laughs> You can say that you empathize with someone. You can, you can share all sorts of encouraging things. You probably don't know exactly what someone else is going through. But you know who does? God knows exactly what you're going through. He knows everything about you. He knows your thoughts, your emotions, the circumstances of your life. He gets down and is discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. Some of you over the last few months, and I am under no illusion that it's happening this morning, but will say something like, he was preaching right to me. Man, he just understands, and I, he for sure had me in mind. We do try to make the words applicable and, and relevant to our lives. But, le- but let me tell you, I'll speak for Josh. He's not here. He won't know. He's not speaking directly to you. I mean, yes, he is. But he's not sitting at his desk saying, oh, I know. This will really get so-and-so. Or I know what just what so-and-so needs, and I am going to straighten him out. He's been trying to do that for me for a year. It has, no. God understands. God's word gets in to all the nooks and crannies of our life. And the Bible shows us that God gets us. He understands us. Jesus came and took on human flesh and, and lived a life in part to affirm this idea that God knows exactly what we're going through. The fourth reason that that we want to look at and and to remind ourselves this morning is that the Bible fuels us to live for God. The Bible fuels us to live for God. John chapter 6 says, It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh is no help at all the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and life. This, in John chapter 6, Jesus has just communicated. He said to the the followers, to those that were there listening to him, he says, I'm the bread of life. And he uses this metaphor and, and that and people, it like blows people's minds. They don't understand it. They don't get it. Because he starts saying, you know, the, the bread is my flesh, the, the blood is the drink. Like, you eat my flesh, drink my blood. And, and it's this extended metaphor for his upcoming death and, and sacrifice so that we can have life with, with God forever. But the people missed the metaphor. And they're just like afterwards. And even his closest followers afterwards are like, Huh? This isn't... What's going on? And Jesus affirms and encourages them and says, Listen, okay, I know your mind is blown kind of right now. And you're you're not understanding this. You're not getting... That's an encouragement to us when we get to those hard parts of the Bible. And we're like, What? Just just keep going. (laughs) But he says, the words that I have spoken, God's words are spirit and life. God's words are spirit and life. We need God's involvement to live the life that he wants us to live. And the fuel for that comes from the Bible. I heard a phrase for the first time, when I was in high school, and the, the phrase is this, food is fuel. Food is fuel. Our church uh, was, was connected with an organization, and actually Alex and I are talking about maybe doing this here at Branch Life at some point with the teens or maybe dads or, or whatever, but with a, a, a leadership, a Christian leadership development organization that would take groups up into Algonquin Provincial Park in Canada, in Ontario, Canada, and you paddle around in canoes for a whole week, and they give like some 16-year-old kid the map, and they say, okay, you got to get us here. Go. And you've got like a backpack that has your food for the week, a couple of changes of clothes, like the bare necessities, and it's all about dealing with the, the lessons that you learn when people make mistakes and unexpected things come. And there are trained professional guides that are there that help make sure you don't do anything really stupid. Um, but But you go. And one of the lessons that you learn about the second day, when you're trying to paddle across some larger-than-expected lake in Ontario, and the wind starts to blow, and the leader thought, I know the shortest point is like straight across the middle of this lake. And then somebody on your team flipped their canoe over, and so you have to help get them right side up and the backpack. This is what actually happened. You realize I got no energy left. And what the guide said to us and, and helped us remember is said, food is fuel. You may not be a big fan of dehydrated meals that we eat at night around the campfire. They give you a sleeve of Fig Newtons. I was not a big fan of Fig Newtons. I loved Fig Newtons after that day. Man, they are so tasty. Food is fuel. You need the energy to get through the day. Jesus reminds us, The Bible fuels our lives. The Bible fuels our lives. And just like I learned in a very literal sense up on some lake in Algonquin Provincial Park in Ontario, Canada, without fuel, you don't get very far. Without fuel, you don't get very far. Do you want to go far in life? Do you want to make a difference for eternity? Get to know, love, read, think about, try to learn, ask questions when you get to the mind-blowing parts that you don't understand. This book, the Bible, it's the fuel for our life. The the last reason that I want to remind us of this morning, why we should be reading and keeping the Bible as the Bible as vital to our experiences, that the Bible is our moral compass. Here, we're back to this Psalm 119 again, and it says there in verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. By guarding it according to your word. Our family somehow in the last month or so Uh, With our daughter's illnesses, you know, we try to find a couple of moments of brevity or or that levity. Um, Got into watching the, the Harry Potter series for the first time. I usually fell asleep, so I can't really speak intelligently about much of it. But the parts that I did get. He's on a quest to save the world, right? And he's got all these little cryptic things that help him know what to do and what he shouldn't do and people that show up and and different things. And it's an entertaining story. But it's all kind of like mysterious. It's magic, right? Makes sense. People go through that with life too. And they're they're looking for little pieces. How do I make a decision about what's right and wrong? Well, I kind of feel this. I kind of do that. This person said that, this thing that I read and showed up and it it does this and we try to make our own moral compasses and decipher all these disparate influences of what's right, what's wrong, who are the the heroes and who are the villains and, and all of that. It's not complicated. The Bible is clear, crystal clear. On the type of life we're to live. The Bible tells us these are the types of relationships that, we're, that you're to have. This is the type of friends that, that you should have in your life and the type of influences. And if they're encouraging you to do this, they're not really friends. You need to, to go this way. This is how I want you to, to act in your business dealings, this is how I want you to act in your family. This is how I want you to to approach the planning that you have for life and and, and all of that. We looked earlier this year at at principles related to money and to all of these things. The Bible is crystal clear on the type of life that we're to live. You don't have to wonder, you just have to read. and to pray, and to say, God, help me to understand. Help me to know you and your righteousness more every day. The theme of our talks over these eight weeks or so is next, essential steps for a deeper faith. Essential steps for a deeper faith. And this morning, we've talked all about an essential step that you need to take, that needs to be part of your life of faith and it's regular engagement reading God's word, the Bible. And so, I want to encourage you with with two next steps, specific next steps that you can take uh, this week. One, read God's word purposefully. Read God's word purposefully. And and by that, what I mean is like have a plan. Reading it at least a little bit every day is a great place to start. Later on today or tomorrow, I'll share uh, some some recommendations that this material uh, makes on, on some good places to start in the Bible for where to read. It's not necessarily, although that's a fine strategy to just read like front to back. If you've never engaged with the Bible, you might get a couple books in and start to like, I'm not sure what exactly is going on here. But, but there are some really great places that you can start and, and be encouraged and engage with God's Word. To read it purposefully. For those of you that are already reading it every day, are you, are you, are you taking a couple of extra minutes to, to prayerfully engage with it and to say, what, what does God want me to learn from this passage? What do I learn about who He is What do I learn about who who I am and the people around me? What what does he want me to do with that knowledge? Because it's not just head knowledge. It's something that needs to be lived out in our life. And then the second next step is to to talk about what you're reading and, and to do that maybe in the context of a discipleship relationship. This material, this organization, Small Circle, who puts together this next material and and some of the other's material, is all about encouraging people to one-on-one, one-on-two, to get into an intentional, spiritual relationship with another person of the same gender, and and to say, okay, what, what are you learning about God from His Word? How can we encourage one another with it? Jake, Jacob, who was up here earlier, his dad and I and Alex have gone through this material and we've finished it off and Steve's ready to go and and hook up with another man here in the church to go through it as well. But one of the great encouragements that we have as we continue to meet and and continue to go through is is that we know, (laughs) I got two guys that I can call I can say, hey, I'm really struggling. Can you pray with me? Can you pray for me? Can you help remind me what God's word says? And so when we, we gather and we talk, some of the times that's just what we do. And we say, hey, I need some help. We'd encourage you, take this next step to start a discipleship relationship with someone. That's what we're talking about. Purposefully engaging with another person or two reading the Bible, maybe using some material like this to help facilitate it and to go deeper in your faith. If you're ready to take that next step, and I, I know some of you have communicated this already over the last two weeks. i have been gone on vacation. I'm getting back to you. Don't worry, we're, we're coming. But let us know on your connection card and, and we'll, we'll kind of play matchmaker and see if we can get you hooked up with another man or another woman And uh, if you click and jive and don't want to kill each other to to help encourage you towards doing this uh, and facilitating that and taking these next steps. A life of faith, a life with Jesus, as we're being reminded of and learning, is not complicated. It's not hard to understand what we're supposed to do. But having the the, God's help and the discipline to each day take simple next steps to pray, to read your Bible, to live purposefully with others, to serve, to depend on the Holy Spirit, to do all of the things, to remember our identity that Josh talked about the first week will transform your life. Doing the basics, taking the next step will help all of us be more and more like Jesus. I'm going to pray and then Chris is going to come up after a video and uh, close our service out. I encourage you, after I pray and this video plays, take these couple of minutes. You can listen and watch with one ear, but but take this time to fill out your connection card and let us know what next step you're taking this week. Lord, thank you for your word. God, thank you that we don't have to... It's Crazy that the God of the universe has spoken directly to us and gives us a book that we can carry with us or have on our phone to have at our just ready disposal. God, help us to love your word. Not just in theory, but with a type of love that that is evidenced by changed lives. And that, that we would go and be more like your son Jesus because we're engaging with your word. God, thank you that you help us understand it. Thank you that you make it so accessible. Uh, thank you that, that you encourage us to, to read it with others and, and to get their help. Um, God, help us to be a church, help us to be individuals uh, that love your word and view it uh, as vital food for our spiritual lives. We ask this
2: all in Jesus' name. Amen. For some people, their experience with God is existential or their concept of God is made up. And I think that the Bible is really the only way that we can know God. The Bible Explicitly points to Jesus. The Bible explicitly teaches us how to live, how to know God rightly, how to obey, how to become dependent on Him. The Bible is a huge, is a huge part of it. And that's really the that's the starting point of experiencing God. Because if you leave it up to yourself, then who knows what you'll conjure up in your own mind. And I think as you begin to read the Bible and the Holy Spirit opens up your heart and your mind, it's crazy, but this Bible changes you. It changes everything. You begin to see God for who He is. You begin to see how affectionate He is towards you. You begin to see how much He loves His people. You can't know that without the Bible. I used to hear people all the time tell me, well, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you. Well, how, how, do, how do we know that? How, how do we know that? Well, I just know, I just feel it. And that's cool, I mean, it's true, but for someone like me, I needed to know, how do you know that? And I think the Bible is explicitly clear. It tells you. The whole Bible, Old Testament, all the way to the New Testament, points to Jesus. My purpose in life is to love God, love people, and bring Him glory. And I know that purpose because He tells me that in scriptures.
0: Hey, thanks again for joining us. We hope that you can take some of the things that we talked about and use them in your spiritual journey. And again, if this has been an encouragement to you, go ahead and share it online. Don't forget before you leave to go to branchlife.church and fill out your connection card. We'd love to hear from you, particularly if you took a step of faith today. We'd love to know that. You can do that all on this connection card online. We hope you'll join us for the next episode as we talk about the next step that'll take you deeper in your faith. Have a great rest of your day.